I've been looking forward to this episode for several weeks, to be honest. Yes. The Thrill Me podcast does pieces. Mm. It's our first autopsy. Gibbo is with us. Gibbo? Mm. <laughs> Pleased to be here. You're obviously extremely happy to have sat through that. Uh, like, uh, yeah, obviously I haven't been with you guys for a few for a while now, but uh, and I was excited to come back. But after what you made me watch, I feel like you're just trying to get rid of me permanently. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it was ulterior motives. We would we thought it would be you know shits and giggles to make you watch it, but you, I think you're legitimately fuming. <laughs> <laughs> to say it was painful, I, I said to Jared today. When he was talking to me about it before we got on the phone, and I said, "Look, mate, I've seen one worse movie. I think I've seen two, if I'm honest. Because Jupiter Ascending's worse as well. But this is just a pile of shit. There's no other way to put it. Don't 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 jump. About it's good. Don't jump too early, mate. We've got to go through this thing, blow by blow. But to let just to let people just to let people know, when we spoke to Gibbo about this a few weeks back. Uh, we threw the fact that he hadn't done a horror podcast with us. So we sort of said to him, is he, was he interested? Now, I believe Gibbo threw around the likes of The Exorcist and a bit of yeah, highbrow sort movies. of. <laughs> <laughs> but Something Jared and I like. sort of, Jared and I sort of felt, nah, <laughs> that, that's not really working for us. Let's really tag the bloke. It's a baptism of fire. Heads really. pieces. Came <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, Look, it's, well, uh, it's, yeah. I think I, I think I said Amityville Horror, uh, Exorcist, Pet Cemetery came up as well. Um, I don't know these these are just movies that I'd seen because I'm not I'm not a big horror guy. I have have watched a few horror movies here and there, but I bet you there's are no now. way I'd ever dig up piece. Oh mate, piece <laughs> just sold me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be good shit. <laughs> um, and while we're on it too, it's another it's another first for the Thrill Me podcast. We're we're getting with the times. We're on Skype. We're on Skype. We've got the yeah, chicken well, wire and chewing gum out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't have to drive an hour to see you two peanuts in person. So. Well, well there, was, that was, there, was ulterior, there was ulterior motives behind that too because we didn't want to be in the same room. We thought we might start swinging and kicking tables over. And oh, yeah, so it's for your own protection. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Now that makes sense. This particular episode, as I said, is we, we, I'm calling it. We're calling it an autopsy. We're basically going to go through this movie from start <clears> to <throat> finish. We're ditching the likes dislikes this time around, possibly because it was going to be a hard sell to get some likes out of this movie. <laughs> nothing, nothing to like. <laughs> so we're going to go through it piece by piece and cover off on the entire film from Pardon start to fun. finish, yeah, piece by piece. That so. was poor. Before we get started, and to cut down on a little bit of time, Gibbo. We might just get your what you've seen since we haven't had you on for a while. If you can just yep. give us a bit of a run through on some of the the good stuff, the bad stuff that you caught caught since we last heard from you. Well, I don't watch bad stuff, mate. Other than things that people spoon feed me for <laughs> evil purposes. So uh, I have been watching quite a bit of stuff, though. To be honest, I've, I've uh, been watching just a shitload of Oranges and New Black. Um, I'm up to speed on that one. Uh, <clears throat> And I really like it. It's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that's sort of, you know, Netflix made it for themselves and it's, it's a little bit formulaic now. Everything's sort of a little bit repeat, repetitive. Oh, look, the love interest back on. Oh, no, it's back off. Oh, I stabbed her in the back. Fucking, you know, it just yeah. sort of repeats itself. But it's a well-made show. It's, it's interesting and, you know, I, sort of, I don't mind having a look at it. Uh, yeah, my wife checked Jared it out today too as well. recently. What was that? My wife checked it out as well, Orange is the New Black. And I've caught yeah. a couple of episodes while she's been sitting around. It looks pretty pretty solid. Mm. It's yeah. well made, there's no doubt about that. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, Netflix has taken a lot of boxes with their stuff. They've, they haven't really had yeah. many uh, swings and misses. So yeah, Jessica they Jones has just hit Kane as Abel well, Gap. and I think it's um, so far it seems to be pretty well received. Which is that? Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, that's yeah. just hit today. I think. Oh yesterday. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep. Now I'll check all that stuff out too. Yep. Um, other than that, yeah, I was talking to Coxie earlier this morning, and I actually checked out another horror movie, but again, a good one. Um, <laughs> I, I watched It Follows, uh, and I. I I feel like Jared might have mentioned it on a podcast as one of the things he's watched recently. Yeah, we, yeah, both, we, both, have, we yeah. both watched it in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to another movie podcast uh, yesterday, and I think it was Mad About Movies, or I can't remember what it was. Anyway, they were mentioning it, and they just talked up the stylistic uh, approach that it took and how interesting it was and all that sort of stuff. So I checked it out, and uh, yeah. yeah, I was a big, big fan. I was really I loved interesting it. the way it was shot. Um, there's a couple of cheap jump scares which you expect, but. The blood and gore is sort of minimal. It's just the the way they set up the the atmosphere in the movie and the, like all the sort of background shots and the way they do like foreground and then fade into background and it's just really immersive and it's really interestingly done. So mm, uh, yeah, I was a really big fan of that. Very um, good movie. Yeah, the other other ones I've checked out, which is way too mainstream for YouTube blokes, was uh, uh, Kingsman: The Secret Service, which is. Oh, the, yeah. The same guy that did Kick Ass and, and yeah, all that sort yeah, of yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen I that. I did not know what that movie was. I was I was thinking along the lines of the King's Speech when I first heard about the movie. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And then and obviously Colin Firth's in it, so yeah, uh, this will be boring <laughs> shit. Boring. Yeah, but fair assumption. He's he's not bad, but he's boring usually. And uh, I did not expect what I what I, what it ended up being. It was amazing. It was a really good movie. So. Oh yeah, that punch up in the sim in the um, church. Oh, it's just bloody ridiculous! It's, <laughs> it's just, awesome. It's actually he's really just killing everybody. I know there's, there's some hateful people and whatever, but he just fucks everyone up. <laughs> and uh, but it's, I mean, that's even that scene's really well shot. It's kind of like done as a one take almost. And yeah, yeah, just the the way that guy does. It. Oh, I wasn't a big fan of the fucking rainbow fountains out of people's heads at the end. I don't know what the go was with that and why that had to happen. Yeah. Um, it's just a bit, a little bit too cartoony for my liking, but the rest of the movie was really awesome. And the lead, the young lead in that, uh, Taron Egerton, I think his name is. If he doesn't pop up in something else, I'll be massively disappointed. I thought he was really good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that movie all around was excellent. Mm, yeah, there wasn't a lot of negatives at all. I haven't caught that yet, but it's been top of the top of the list for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm just it's waiting for it to pop up on some. No, I'm just waiting to pop wait for it to pop up on something where I don't have to pay to watch it. But I'll get it. <laughs> Foxtel, <laughs> Netflix, or Foxtel, come you know. Oh, mate, I'll give you a copy. I'll send it to you. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome movie. Really, really yeah. well done. And, and Samuel L. Jackson's villain is it, and it's pretty interesting too. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of his fake speech impediment, but uh, everything else about him is just sort of different and it's not not cliched. It's it's kind of like taking uh, the piss out of a lot of cliches about villains and stuff like that. Like he's afraid of blood and things like that. So Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, as villains go, he's pretty interesting. So that always makes a better movie. And what did I, I watch something this morning? Oh, straight out of Compton, I watched this morning. Oh, is that any good? It's amazing. It's really, yeah? really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I was very, very impressed. The casting in it is unreal. Obviously, Ice Cube's son plays Ice Cube, which helps, but the guy that plays Dr. Dre is really good. Um, the weakest casting is probably the guy that ends up playing Snoop, but he's not in it very long at all. Oh, the okay. The movie's really, really well done. So Yeah, it's a pretty interesting backstory to it. Yeah, where they yeah, came yeah, from, and you I know, didn't know a lot of that. So I didn't realize Suge Knight was such a fucking lunatic. But yeah, he's off. He's a loose cannon, isn't he? Didn't but he, then you he know, there's that whole run over someone. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's in he's in the clink now, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well he was a he was a pretty loose sort of bastard, so but yeah, there's yeah. all you know all that stuff too about how the, the cultural impact about how they were wearing the LA Raiders gear and all of a sudden the LA Raiders are the hottest merchandising team in the country and all that. Like, there's oh, all yeah, these other elements to the impact they had was huge. Trials in there and, and all yep. sorts of stuff. So yeah, they they had a much bigger impact. I knew they had a big impact on pop culture, but I didn't realize they actually had such a huge impact on like America as it was. Yeah, I think the. Uh, the rumours floating around now, and I'd assume it's connected to the success of Straight Outta Compton, is there's a two-pack one that they're looking at now. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that'd be a good. Pack's in it for about 30 seconds. Um, yeah. He's basically in the, in the studio, and, and Doc is about to record something with him, and then uh, Doc sort of storms out, and uh, that's all you see of the two-pack. So. They might yeah. try to redo the Notorious B.I.G. one too after Puff Daddy sort of got involved in producing that one and made himself look like, uh, you know, come out smelling like roses out of everything. And Maybe yeah. they'll also go back and uh, do um, a remake of Too Legit, the MC Hammer no, story. it doesn't need to be remade, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. To be that was fine as it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 break out a new version of that. <laughs> uh, Anything I mean, else, I mate? Did a, I did a rewatch of Edge of Tomorrow as well, which everyone's probably seen a thousand times by now, and if you haven't, you should have. It's Mate, I love that true. movie. Yeah, really yeah. good. I loved it. I, I thought it was I'm really, really impressive. Fan, but like, I don't like him as a bloke, but he, I think he's an, an unreal actor for this sort of stuff, and that movie yeah. is just really well done and really original. The application, yeah, of that, um, the application of that sort of Groundhog Day scenario to, that, to an action movie, yeah. perfect fit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the they didn't fit. just go back and do everything the same. Like you knew where you were in the same timeline, but it was different bits and pieces of the same shit. It was really yeah. cleverly done. Yeah, that's yeah. um that that you know there's sort of that scene where it shows over and over of him. It's like a, a video game level, you know, getting to the next stage where he's like running up and he's going, something's coming from this side or whatever, you know, yeah. and just getting further and further each time. I mean, you know it's what it reminded a, me it's a of? Natural you, fit. you guys remember Battle Toads from back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's showing our age, but I remember there was, there was that hovercraft sort of jet ski thing in Battletoads, and it got ended up being that fast, and you had that little lead time on the screen. You had to memorize everything, and that's what that <laughs> yeah, whole Tom Cruise thing reminded me of. Very yeah, obscure reference, like. but yeah, that nah, reminded a, me of Battletoads, and anyone that played that will know what I'm talking about, and they would have just hated that game. Yeah, but definitely a great movie. I was really, really impressed with it. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and so, you know, again, so, as you just said, Say what you want about Tom Cruise as a bloke. I mean, I don't give a rat's ass who he, who he's, you know, religious affiliates, affiliations with, and what sort of bloke he is. I don't really care. I'm going to the movies to see the movies he makes, and oh, he sells majority them. of the time he makes really good movies. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Yeah, somewhat, somewhat. <laughs> he makes the uh, occasional that- turn. <laughs> <he? laughs> Look, that's, as long as he's not jumping on couches on Oprah, I'm okay. If there's too much of that, yeah, maybe I don't want to go. And buy it. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't care about his religious stuff or anything. I, I just think he's a massive tool in real life. But <laughs> yeah, he hey, hey, give up, give up seriously, and he's put your manners back in, mate. Put your manners back in. Anything else, mate, or is that it? You know, there's there's definitely the other stuff because I'm I'm just sick in the head. Are you stalling? What's that? Are you stalling, mate? Are you stalling? You don't want to get to pieces. Are you just going to keep crapping on? Oh yeah, I saw this. I saw that. Oh, well, I'm, I tell you what, I'm looking out the window right now. There's a light breeze. Um, there's a bird flying past. Uh, no, fuck. Let's get to it so we can stop get stalling, it, get mate. Over let's, with. let's take our first break, and then we're going to come back and we'll start picking our way through the corpse that is pieces. Be right back. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, 
cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Pieces. Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Nineteen eighty-two's Pieces, directed by Juan Pierre Simon, <laughs> directed Slugs and the Rift, <laughs> produced by Dick Randall and Steve <laughs> Manazian. They were both producers on a couple of slasher movies from the eighties. Yeah, I bet they were. Don't open until Christmas and Slaughter High. <laughs> it was written by Dick Randall, who wrote. The Erotic Adventures of Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> Is that a soft core or something? <laughs> I assume it was. A guy by the name of Joe D'Amato, and he was writing under a pseudonym, John Shadow. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, and you wouldn't was, want your real name on here, would you? <laughs> no. And he had written several of the Emmanuel films, which I believe was also a soft core um, series. I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and also the director chipped in with some uncredited rewrites. It stars Christopher George as Lieutenant Bracken, his wife Linda Day George as Mary Riggs, Paul L. Smith as Willard. Now he played uh, Bluto in Popeye. Is it Bluto or yeah, Bluto? Bluto. In the, the biggest, Popeye movie. About the biggest name in there. And Bruce Lee, L.E. <laughs> he stars as Karate Professor. He'd been in some films like True Game of Death, Enter Another Dragon, and my personal favourite, Salt, Pepper and Soy Sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he was. This movie... It dreams quality, (laughs) top to bottom, doesn't it? If only Lee Bruce had been in it too, mate. So so was uh, Steve Gutenberg uncredited, was he, as the the, the student? (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be the the poorest man in the world, Steve Gutenberg, that bloke. I can't remember his name. I haven't written it down. Bloody hell. I'm surprised he he didn't go on to bigger and better things. He's a a true talent. (laughs) The budget for this movie, I think, was somewhere between about 500,000 and 700,000. I don't have an exact number. It was hard to find it. And the box office was around about $2 million. Oh, Jesus, it made money. I know. (laughs) A little bit of trivia. A pig carcass was used in the scene where the chainsaw goes through the tennis player's body. Yeah, right. We'll we'll get to that in the the, the talk so people will understand what we mean. Well, that did actually look believable. So it's, yeah, it actually did. Good, yeah, good on them. Yeah. All right, let's not beat around the bush. The synopsis for this movie is pretty simple. There is a chainsaw murderer on a Boston College campus, so they decide to put in a tennis player undercover. Is that? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Pretty, and pretty much. she she gets together with one of the students to work out who it is. Yeah. Now, Gibbo, we're gonna let you go first because <laughs> about your general thoughts on this movie at a score out of five. The whole thing makes no sense whatsoever. It's poorly acted. It's poorly made. Bastard! Uh, <laughs> nothing. There's nothing believable. Like the chick that they put in as the tennis coach. I'm assuming she's supposed to be a, a pro tennis player at some point. She hits her serves underhand from the back of the service box when she's playing against one of the students. She's also an admin chick, so why they would put her in as an undercover officer to work with a student now is like 
None of that yeah, makes sense. Like that. Yeah, that's the movies. Not... Sounds legit to me. <laughs> it sounds like you just read a newspaper article. Or Casting the world's poorest man, Steve Gutenberg, as a stick man or a ladies' man is also quite unbelievable. The fact that this guy's supposed to be pantsing everything at the university just blows my mind. Absolutely everything. The... Or trying. <laughs> he tries his hand a bit later with one with the tennis coach. It's funny. It's just oh, yeah, so she funny. shuts him down. Because <laughs> I, if, if that actually flew, I would have just shut down. Like, I was already shut off. I, I, I told you, blokes, I tried started taking notes about this movie because I'd never seen it before for some reason. Oh. Uh, and I just couldn't do it. I, my face was hurting just looking at it. And, Your brain uh, shut off after about five it, minutes. It did, mate. It was just painful. It, <laughs> The movie, the movie's terrible. Like as as Adam said, we're going to go through it, so I, I won't uh, ramble on too long here. What's the score out of five? <laughs> There's nothing good. Anything that it gives lasts. you a, a giggle or a, a smirk a is completely laughs. accidental. <laughs> Zero it's, out it's of five. It's all accidental. It's incidental laughs. That, that that is Hall of Shame. <laughs> How could it not be? It's the third worst movie I've ever seen. Third, okay. third oh, worst. Yeah. It slipped. Jared told me it was the second yeah, worst. It was, the it, it was but then I remember Jupiter ascending. Jupiter ascending. Ah, ah yes. Yeah. What was yeah. the other one again? Uh, it's a, it's a Charles Bronson from way back in the day called the White Bronson. Buffalo. My dad maybe sit through it once. It's a like fucking Buffalo. dodgy western thing. And it's sort of <laughs> supernatural shit in it. It's terrible. And it's kind of like it's my brother and my like go to worst movie ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever do it to yourself. Well, you got a, you got another contender now. <laughs> this is right up there. This is up there. It is. All yeah. right. This, this, the only thing that saves this movie is pretty much every set of boobs you see in it are pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only pro I can give the whole movie. <laughs> Especially for '82, like things weren't what they are now. <laughs> They're not bad. You know? They're not bad. But that's it. I can't give it any more positive uh, than that. Jared, give us your general thoughts on the score. Yeah, come on, come on, Coxie, uh, tell me look, where I'm wrong. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really <laughs> refute anything there. I, it's, uh, I've never thought it was a good movie, but it always made me laugh in how inept it was. <laughs> but it wasn't trying to make you laugh. Oh, no, I know, I know. I've never got the sense that, like, yes, we're going to make him get a giggle here. No, it was never. Uh, it was never attempted. The, the laughs were all unintended. Yeah, I'm um, not giving it a score based on that. So yeah, I probably shouldn't give it points for laughs. If I did, it'd be about a four and a half. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of the best comedies I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, the, you, you pretty much hit it on the head. Nothing makes sense. The acting performances are laughable. I mean, Bluto is. He does everything bar twirl a mustache and go. <laughs> he, keeps, like... he keeps giving the fucking hairy eyeball like a side yeah, eyeball. He's, he's got keeps... the side eye, bloody one eye squint thing going on for no reason. Is he a pirate? Yeah, so, like, um, I don't get it. I was. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm gonna give a give him half a star for. Oh, you bastard! For attempting to make a movie. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll give it a half star. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't muster a one, I don't think. Bastard! <laughs> Look, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sick man, Adam. I love this movie. If this was comedy, I'd give it five out of five. Yeah. It's bloody brilliant. But, but as not, a horror you film... You can't give it marks for accidental laughs. Film, it's, it's, point, it's half a star. <laughs> and it's probably lucky to get that half star. Yeah, it's a half star out of five, and it's bloody lucky to get that half star, to be honest. I mean, there's really, Gibbo, you hit the nail on the head. There's really nothing in the film that 
constitutes actual filmmaking. <laughs> there, there is to that one scene where Mary honest. Riggs' character throws a hat in the ring for an Oscar when she's yelling bastard repeatedly. <laughs> That's clearly her Oscar reel attempt, and I don't know how oh, she panned out. I'm assuming she got a nomination for that scene. She that had is to. One it. of the greats. <laughs> that sequence is one of the absolute greats. <laughs> We might we might put ourselves in buddy Manos the fans of the hands, hands of, of fate territory here, but if we were taking a bet, I would take us. Yes, we could make a better movie than this one. The, what the three of us? Yeah, 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 yeah mate. We'll do I'm some we'll sure do some we cock puppetry, and would be a better movie than this. <laughs> no doubt. Seriously, put some string around your knob and. Bounce it up and down for a while, and you got a better. It'll movie. be braids galore. Yeah. <laughs> there have to be a lot of close-ups, wouldn't there? <laughs> Speak for yourself, Jared. <laughs> All right, let's actually let's get into it, okay? Now, as I said before, it's going to be a an autopsy style thing, so we're going to start at the start of the movie and just work our way through. Out of necessity, I'm sure it'll all make sense. Because not a lot. Well, closer. we've pointed out that we've no, well, there's no likes. Yes. Now, just to kick things off. As a just a general part of the movie before we even get into the the big things, I love the dubbing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's obviously been done with Spanish actors or Italian actors or something, and the dubbing English dubbing over the top. It, I think they even dubbed the yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> it's just the timings off it. They're they're speaking English like the lips are doing English <laughs> and, like and the the lines are the same. But then there's bits yeah. where there's just words missing and it's just yeah, it's poorly made. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So um yeah, straight out of the box I had a I had the um the first dislike I think. When the you open up and the kid's playing with the jigsaw and he's talking to himself. Yeah. And then he just kinda says, Uh, gotta put the pieces together <laughs> And I'm sitting there thinking, right, from the outset, these filmmakers either they they aren't giving us very much credit because they think we don't know how a jigsaw works. Or they are just that fucking bad at making movies. <laughs> I thought that was a legitimate sort of bit of dialogue to throw in there. He's talking to himself, like, you got to put the pieces together. Yeah, champ, it's a jigsaw. We get it. <laughs> Mate, I'd, I'm going for the latter. They just, they don't know what they're doing. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, the world's much. poorest exposition and it's right off the bat. Either way, it was a negative because they either think we're as dumb as dog shit or they are, and I think, yeah, in the end it turned out to be the latter. Look, my problem with this, that particular part of the movie, is what kind of parent doesn't know that their 10-year-old kid's got a dirty jigsaw puzzle <laughs> and a stash of pornos? Because after she sees the jigsaw puzzle, she opens a cupboard or something and goes, stick bags, oh, my God, and starts throwing them around. It's like, well, he's 10, like... I don't know about you guys, but I don't remember having a stash of stick books when I was 10. Nah. Maybe 14, 15. Yeah. You talked to Gibbo about that one. <laughs> Jesus, Joe, you're throwing me under the bus here, mate. <laughs> uh, I remember I, I went on a bike ride with a bl- couple of blokes once and we found a stash of like just random, it was like a garbage bag full of stick mags. And we, oh, I think I was about 12 at this point and we had no idea what to do with them. Our eyes was like <laughs> as big as dinner plates, but we just didn't in. know what to do next. So we just left them there, but... Mate, yeah, yeah I, I never, well, I, was, I never really got into that whole thing anyway until I was much, much older. The, the old, yeah, the whole I, stills thing didn't I, really work. I, I believe, <laughs> I believe we, um, we found some stick pictures down at Bum's Rock <laughs> in Jarmwood. I bet you they were clean. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was the only young bloke then, but I'll tell you what, mate, there was no stash back then at, at ten years old. No, nah, fourteen that, to fifteen at a minimum, yeah. I reckon. Well, yours was in the bloody family VCR from what you're talking about. No, no, I was talking <laughs> Robocop. 
the camera said Robocop. <laughs> Obviously, I assume my parents weren't interested in uh, robotic police. That was, was probably films. the fake knockoff Robocock. <laughs> yeah, probably. More like it. Yeah. What I also like about that sequence too is when you first see him putting the pieces together, he hasn't filled in the naughty bits. No. Like it's no. all her body, but it doesn't have the, the breasts and the and the and the bottom half sort of coloured coloured in. It's got a vagina, mate. So so after he after he puts it <laughs> with a stuttering going on there. After he puts Someone's the axe in mum's head. After he puts the axe in mum's head. He obviously still finds time because when we see the photo, if he, we, we notice that he has filled in the muff bits and the tit bits. So he's obviously found time to do that in between knocking mum's head off and hiding in the cupboard. Yeah, well, he goes yeah, back and finishes well, it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he's, he's doing the doing the jigsaw with blood all over it. So Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, also, with, uh, with mum blowing up about the, the stash, I wrote down on my notes overreacting, but I think it should have been overacting because... <laughs> That was one of the funniest bits in there. The way she was blowing up, it was just like, right, so you've just been ripped out of the local theatre production or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think clearly another Oscar wife of yeah. one, of the, uh, <clears throat> one of the producers or something. Yeah. The cops turn up after he's done done the job on his mum. And clearly do no investigating whatsoever. <laughs> they, they don't do well, a shred of yes investigation. They do. This kid's they covered in they blood. Do. His they fingerprints are all over the murder weapon, which is probably still buried in his mum's head. And uh, <laughs> they just go, oh, this poor innocent kid, he's clearly just traumatised. There's no investigation. Yeah, yeah. No, no, didn't they remove say, his mum's scone? Isn't it in the cupboard too? Yeah. yeah that's what like I'm that. saying. Yeah. They, they say, remember, they, they, they're right on the job. They say, we've got to search the place. And so they walk to the nearest cupboard and open it. Yeah. And that just, <laughs> that just happens to be where they're Oh, sitting. he's following the obvious police trail, mate. But, like, he's a 10-year-old kid. Something tells me he probably didn't wipe his fingerprints off the, his mum's face. Like, no. No, Any he's not rudimentary investigation would have said the kid did it. Well, well one of the cops looks like Luigi out of Mario and Luigi, so <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for Waluigi. Yeah, he, was he, was the, he was looking to plumb the toilet, not <laughs> search, search for clues. <laughs> Jesus. Go <clears throat> <clears throat> on, get yourself together. Right. I can't believe we're doing this. So, so basically, forty years passes. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. I think it's forty years later, roughly forty years. And then we get treated to this ridiculous campus life with you know, circa nineteen eighty in Italy, (laughs) (laughs) disco music and flares and people on skateboards. Those those thin skateboards. And then that sequence where the girls on the skateboard and the pane of glass. Yeah. Two guys walk out with a pane of glass. Yeah, yeah, and it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Just and completely that, random. But as uh, yeah, as I said, she sees it from she sees it from fifty yards out <laughs> at a moderate pace. Just step off the skateboard. Yeah, but somehow she can't stop. <laughs> she cleans them up. <laughs> hey, it all adds and to then, the film, guys. It all makes yeah, we sense. Can't I, elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bob, cut away from that. I think that was meant to sort of. The broken glass. Yeah, pieces. Yeah, the pieces. Thanks, the, fellas. We get the, it. <laughs> yeah, hit us over the head with that one once more, please. Just quality oh. quality filmmaking. Then we cut to a girl laying, doing a bit of study. Yeah, yeah. Who has her head chainsawed off in one blow 
And the amount of blood gushing out looks like someone. It's like a manga. Uh, accidentally cracked a sewer pot. Yeah, it's like a manga cartoon. It's, yeah. it's just bubbling up everywhere. <laughs> this is actually the most believable of all the actual kills, though, in terms of the fact that she wouldn't. Like, she's got no reason really to flee because she thinks it's just a gardener. She's just laying there doing some bloody study or whatever. All the other ones, and obviously we'll get to them too. Like, if you hear a chainsaw, maybe don't be there anymore. Like. Yeah. <laughs> this chick yeah, just thinks he's doing some pruning So it's kind chase. of at least believable I, I wasn't super disgusted by this setup and kill With the first one So yeah. It is broad daylight in the middle of a campus though So the fact that no one turned around and looked When a chick's getting a head cut off Probably is a bit suspicious But A little bit A little bit We do meet the two coppers though Involved in the <clears throat> alleged investigation If you can call it that Yeah, Tweedledum and Tweedledee Yeah, and the guy Mate, they were in the uni bar that's all I heard. <laughs> they walked out of the uni bar intoxicated. Someone said, there's been a murder. Oh, yeah, we're on it. <laughs> One of the blokes is the worst actor in the world, that white-haired copper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. The eagle from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he looked like, but except the Muppet bloody, the eagle, uh, what was his name? Sam. Sam the eagle was more animated than this bloke. Yeah. Yeah, he was, oh, jeez. He was awful. They meet up with the dean, I believe, for a little bit of chit-chat about the murder and crap on about, you know, what they're going to do and they're going to look into it. We cut to another scene after this where we catch the first sight of Bluto, the gardener. (laughs) Old (laughs) side-eye. He looks like Luciano Pavarotti on steroids. Oh no! Who's well, that? Pavarotti's given side eye and cutting twigs with a chainsaw. I mean, he could have used a pair of scissors. They were yeah. that small, or just oh, snap yeah. them off with your get fingers. The sec- get the second tears yeah. out, mate. Yeah. And what I love though is he he looks across at him, gives him a bit of side eye or a cross eye or something, and then holds his chainsaw up, gives a goofy smile, and rubs it yeah. <laughs> to sort of say, "Yes, I'm a red herring." Did you notice his side eye also involved something like he was? Wiggling his eyebrows up and down yeah. at the same time. There's no explanation for his facial expressions whatsoever. There's nothing. He should have been, seriously, he should have been in Wacky Races or something like <laughs> yes. that. Yeah, Dick Dastardly, yeah, the Dastardly Bomber or something like that, yeah. It is unbelievable. Yeah, Dom DeLuise is the other bloke I was thinking of for that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dom <laughs> yeah. DeLuise with gigantism. Yeah. <laughs> Dom DeLuise mixed with the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, the other thing you were saying about the, like, the kid's 10, and then you get a 40-year window, which basically eliminates everyone that they've got as suspects, except for the dean, maybe the two cops, and oh, who else is even old? Like, none oh, of these young characters well, could even possibly Bluto be Bluto doesn't... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's well, right. We, I mean, yeah. Bluto doesn't even make that cut. I can't remember He's where. probably about in his early 40s. Well, that's what I thought, yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way this bloke's old enough. He's, he's clearly a little bit mentally deranged. I can't remember how we... But- I can't remember how we connected that, but we yeah we hit the same thing. We're like it's 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 a forty year window because I think they connected it to the first one or something like that. Yeah, and then there's a forty year window, and so we immediately said, so all these students they're looking at, yeah, it's not them, unless it was a <laughs> alleged sort of child of the, the the little kid. But of course, this movie wasn't interested in giving us any subplots or no, side no, efforts. Don't worry about so that. really, that was probably never on the table. We get to the. It's the next scene is where um, we get a bit of comedic gold where we cut to a couple of the students sitting around and one of the girls goes, there's a new waterbed downstairs in the, uh, in the pool area. 
and the other girl, while smoking pot, I believe, in the hallway, <laughs> gives it the old, oh, there's nothing better than fucking on a watermelon. She clearly hasn't <laughs> done it very often because it's terrible. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I, I remember get, <laughs> getting off a waterbed being hard. This <laughs> just getting off it, getting out yeah, of let it. Let alone getting off on a waterbed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice, Coxie. Now, try and get some traction to do any kind of, like, anything having a root on a waterbed. It's impossible. It, like, swallows any rhythm you try and get. It just absorbs everything. It's the worst. Just getting out of a waterbed was like doing those crunches where you kick your feet up and you bring your head up at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Then, basically, you get the shits with that and just roll off. Yeah, no, waterbed's a shithouse. The only time a waterbed's any good is when it's really hot in summer and you've got cold water in your waterbed. That's the only thing they're ever good for. Well, in according to this movie, fucking was more, more the appropriate uh, thing to do with it. Well, it, it did lend itself to another really good kill scene, but yeah, obviously we'll get to that yeah, one later true. on. Yeah, it's true. And I believe that's where we first meet the professor, yeah. Professor Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the, um, professor Turtleneck. Was it a skivvy? I think it's more of a skivvy. John, John Cleese. <laughs> yeah, he does look like John Cleese. He's got this dirty looking mo. And he's got a jacket. He's wearing one of those sort of tweedish jackets that looks like it's made out of steel wool or something. It's bloody ridiculous. Oh, it's a sharp dresser. Keeps, we find out why later on, obviously. But and he keeps giving us the um. He keeps sort of walking up to the girls and they keep sort of flirting with him. And he's just cluelessly standing there as they pretty much tell him, "Yeah, let's. We basically want to get in your pants." And he's here just. If I looked like him, I'd be wondering why they were flirting with me. Too. That was the other thing. He was the second supposedly like not not pants man, but like object of women's affection in in the movie because of his appearance. And explain to me why. Like, unless they wanted a mustache, right? There's nothing to sell there. There just isn't. He's got nothing go. going for him. We're tying back to a previous podcast. Yeah, we're two for two on mustache rods. We aim to play. Um, now, now we beat out. Possibly the best character in the entire movie is our mate Kendall. Oh, Kendall. Mr. Pants Man himself. Oh, yeah. Looks like a young <laughs> Leo Sayer. <laughs> I like the Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely Steve, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Pre three minute a baby. Mm. Sure. Anytime. Either way, and not believable as a pants man. And his little offsider clearly doesn't understand why he's a pants man either. Yeah. His little offsider is my favourite. His pickup line. His, his attempted pickup line. Oh, Where he yeah. goes, he walks up to that girl and goes, hey, how you doing? She just kind of looks at him like an idiot. Then he, he goes, mumble, 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 I don't give a shit. Walks <laughs> off. Hey, remember what he say? Yeah, he says something like, what are you up to later? And she doesn't look at him and then he says something about like, oh, well, I can't remember the line. I can't understand what he says. Then he just says, I don't give a shit. The line, the line was piss funny, whatever it was. I can't actually remember it on the spot, but we rewound that about five times. <laughs> Fuck, and then he comes up time. to Kendall and he says something like, if I don't find out a bit, find out about this, I'll kill myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he goes, that's a bit oh, it's okay. And, and, yeah, you just hear in the background, oh, good, I'm too young today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a good line. I got a giggle out of that one. <laughs> I think that was dumb too. Yeah, it was. It was, it was overdubbed. It, it was done in post. They just threw that one in there. But, yeah, Kendall's supposed to be screwing three quarters of the college. <laughs> and when we first meet him, he's getting a note that basically says, I'd like to do it in the water. <laughs> and he's, 
He's getting a note from that bird who eventually ends up at the pool. Yeah, meet me at the pool. I want to do it underwater. Yeah, and she goes for a bit of a session, and of course he's supposed to rock up. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, that bit that was whole. That all, all that was convoluted. There was note passing and stuff. I didn't really understand how he didn't get the note, and then he did get it. It was pretty awkward how that yeah. all panned out too. But it didn't matter because yeah. she got nude, and we got to see. I her was get laughing killed, so. too hard to care. <laughs> she gets grabbed. She's in the center of the pool. She gets grabbed using the oh the, the bug scoop. <laughs> Well, explain to me why she doesn't just go under the water and pull her head out yeah, of the boat. Yeah, scoop. yeah. Uh, I thought that too. And then after that, not only that, she's out of the water and the chainsaw gets fired up. She could just she roll back. <laughs> she could have done literally anything other than lay there and just go, yes, cut me up with a chainsaw. There's no, like, she had a bug net over her head. Why has she completely lost her all the faculties? I don't understand it. <laughs> Oh, that was. It yeah, doesn't. Yeah, really, it did make a lot of sense. The whole time she's like, she's leaning against that pile, and I'm just like, okay, please tell me she's not just going to lay there and squeal while this prick walks twenty meters with a chainsaw to cut her up. Like, give her, yeah. a, give a bit of a fight. Make this something. Yeah, just, just roll off the, roll off the deck into the pool yep. and swim to the other side. Yeah, I think you'd probably be your chance. Or stand yes. up and walk away. Like, yeah, that, that would have been. Too, that would have yeah. even anything. Done some, see, but. Kendall ends up going there, remember? We see him running away, or Bluto sees him running away from the scene of the crime. But he, can we just point out, too, that Bluto seems to be working at night, too? Oh, He's walking most, around the pair of garden shoes. Caretakers do work at night. We all know that. It's, yeah, yeah. They work at, you know, late at night and hang around by the pool. They're on such good and money. He comes they across to do extra hours. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. What's he on, eight bucks an so, hour? Someone clogged up the shitter. Oh, I'll leave that till the evening. <laughs> I'll get my time and a half get 14 bucks an hour for that one (laughs) But what I love about Bluto Is he comes across the the blood soaked chainsaw Hang hang on We've got to stop calling him Bluto What's his his name in the actual movie? I think it's Willard Willard Willard, That's it Wilbur or something I like Bluto Yeah (laughs) But what what I love is He looks at the chainsaw With this look of like What's this? Dick dastardly again (laughs) What do you reckon? It's a bloody chainsaw Covered in someone's blood Yeah Surely there'd be a there would have just been a mess of blood all over the place. Yes, I'd imagine so. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like old mate had a chance to just mop up perfectly. No, and the, the, then the no, cops. Bluto just... was still on the job, so he probably had the mop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he probably He's cleaned thinking, up before the cops got there. No wonder they couldn't now. find anybody. <laughs> Bluto's <laughs> going around cleaning everything up. But the cops just suddenly turn up. Yeah, and then they have this ridiculous fight with Bluto. It looks yeah, like something out yeah. of the old Incredible Hulk TV and, show. And so we're going to get into spoilers here. Not that anyone cares because no one wants to watch this. <laughs> if anyone watches this movie after listening to this podcast, they need to have a good long <laughs> look themselves. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I couldn't understand. Okay, so Bluto's totally innocent. He's not involved in the slightest. But the cops turn up and his first instinct is to get amongst it with the, <laughs> with a lot of them and start attempting to kick the shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> What I love is Kendall comes in with a two-by-four. <laughs> belts him over the head with it. And, uh, yeah, that's where the two-by-four bounces and makes it you know, painfully obvious that it's made of styrofoam. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But, see, nobody even talks to Kendall about, what were you doing? What yeah. were you doing down there? Well, he's not the big guy Nothing with the stink eye, mate. Us. He's not the big guy with the stink eye. If he was... If he was a giant bearded guy that always used a chainsaw for his job and looked sideways at the camera constantly, he would have been a suspect. 
Exactly. There's and nothing earlier on that where that the, the filmmaker said to us. They got DNA evidence. Wink, wink. Nah. He's a suspect. There's nothing. Any, there, any so. witnesses who said it was this guy? Nah. Nah, yeah. But why, yeah. why are you taking him in? Like you both he said, gave me the stink eye. You got a chainsaw in your, you got a chainsaw in your hands, and you know that these cops are inept. So you think, fuck, I better just belt the shit out of him and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they'll just they paint me with that brush, and I'll be put away for life. They won't even investigate. This this particular sequence um. Ends with possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen. Professor Brown rocks up to the to the pool, and we get this shot of a pile of body bags. The girl is just in a million bits. And honestly, was she a fucking octopus or something? Because there's about four legs <laughs> yeah, and that's, six arms I don't know what in there. Doing there. You, know the, you know the best part of that scene though is if you're watching, if you're watching, you know the background as it's all going on. The blokes, the two blokes in the white gear rock up with a stretcher, <laughs> put the stretcher down, and then start picking up bits at a time to put it on the stretcher. <laughs> Don't they just put one bag on the stretcher one to bag start on with? Stretcher. Oh. All right, fellas, I think she's in enough, <laughs> enough um, pieces that you could probably just, you know, grab your, Get out a grab shovel your canvas or bags and maybe carry them out to the car. Just pick her up with a blower and, back. Fuck it. <laughs> and what do they say? Um, look, we just want your professional opinion. Yeah, because you you're a professor at the, the college. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was he asking though? <laughs> Has this been. girl been murdered? Yes, in my professional opinion, she's dead. Like, <laughs> what's he supposed to fucking tell from that? Yeah, a layman could see that the the, the thing was done with a chainsaw. There's a blood covered chainsaw and a body in pieces. Couldn't. Two and two together. Yeah. You don't need to be a fucking professor. Yeah. And d- cops don't just let dead <laughs> civilians look at dead bodies to give them a fucking oh. Yeah, bring well, dead, bring dead, the professor of anatomy to tell us what's going. Well, on. it's not the you know it's not the last time that they'll get a just your average bloke to to get heavily involved in the investigation. <laughs> Wasn't he an anthropologist though? No, oh. I think he said anatomy. Was he? I might be certain. Maybe it was an anthropologist. <laughs> Which once again would not would tell us that he probably shouldn't be involved. <laughs> yes. Now that was basically the first, the first half, um, first third of the movie. There, we get into the middle portion now. Far out. Is that all? That's it. <laughs> oh, shit. So we're introduced to tennis star, <laughs> an mm. undercover cop. Yeah. Was she actually a cop? She's a, oh, she's in the typing Gibbo, pool. I thought she was an admin. So yeah, like you said, just listen to that back. She's a tennis champ, instantly recognisable as we see later on the campus. Yeah, she's undercover. She works undercover. Well, last time I heard, Serena Williams was currently embedded with the Hell's Angels <laughs> biking gang recently. So you know this this shit is, seems plausible. Oh god, nothing about this whole storyline is plausible. This this this. Tennis pro lady has no tennis or pro about her. Uh, she might have been hey. a prostitute at some point, but that's about it. You missed um, you missed one of the greatest parts of the movie. Please. On, on the way to the interview with the cops, with Kendall and Napoleon Dynamite. No, oh, yeah. Where um, they're backslapping about getting some getting some action elsewhere. Oh, no, no, that, that was his. That was his. Um... That was his bloody alibi, remember? He goes, yeah. where were you? Oh, I was fucking someone else. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't yeah. have ch- I didn't have time to go and cut her up. Yeah, and he's yeah. going, oh, you're a champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> instead of just saying, look, instead of thinking, oh, you're a champion in my head and then thinking, oh, no, that's in poor taste because the other bird that you were supposed to be sleeping with just got cut up with a chainsaw. Yeah. 
They're yeah. yucking it up and backslapping <laughs> all the way up to the interview. Hey, mate, they're college on, kids. Fellas. You obviously haven't seen any college kids in your time. <laughs> but what I love about that too is the police come to see Kendall and say, um, they say, yeah, we, we need to really talk to you. Yeah, we understand that you were fleeing the scene that. And he t- his response is, am I a suspect or you, am I just being consulted? <laughs> consulted on what? Why would you be consulted? Consulted You're a fucking on, college consulted kid. Consulted on how to get your hair in such a marvellous <laughs> term like that. He's, yeah. a, he's a subject yeah, matter expert, mate. <laughs> what sort of your VO5 or what? <laughs> what are his hourly ratings? Fucking dickhead. Last time I checked, the police aren't in the habit of consulting with bloody college students on murder cases. You know what, though, mate? In Kendall's in Kendall's uh, defence, I wouldn't put anything past these cops. Yeah, <laughs> nothing would. And be then surviving. Kendall, Kendall, Kendall outdoes himself in the uh, in the fashion stakes when he rocks up to the interview in poo brown leather pants. <laughs> 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 well, I think they might have been pleather. I don't think they were legitimate leather. Yeah, looking at the budget, mate, they're not. Leather. <laughs> I think they might have been stripped off one of the couches that was vinyl, the... perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a bloody idiot when he walks in there. <laughs> He's got to keep now, up the pants man uh, attitude, though. He's got to have that. Yeah, well, maybe exactly. maybe back in 82 or 81 when this was filmed, Poo Brown Leather was getting, <laughs> getting you a bit of action. He's a peacock, mate. You know, you've got to <laughs> take a notice of the outlandish elements of his personality. Now, a reporter crops up. Have I got this right? Because, quite frankly, I wasn't paying a lot of attention around the midsection. Yeah, it was a reporter. But there's a reporter? Yeah. Who's clearly smarter yeah. than everybody else in the movie. Yeah, yeah. she should have been working the cop. Yeah, she should have been a fucking <laughs> cop. No one else would have died. Because yeah, she says um, to the coppers, there's been rumours of a chainsaw murder going around. One of the coppers pipes up with, rumours of chainsaw murder is coming every couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know we're doing our job. Well, what jo- kind well, of university is this? Well, those blokes couldn't peg the weapon when it was sitting next to a body that was in pieces, so... <laughs> They probably did think every second murder was a chainsaw. <laughs> that looks like a gunshot wound. No, 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 that's just a small chainsaw. <laughs> it's like they're playing Clue. Uh, it was Professor Brown in the pool with a chainsaw. Fuck it, get him. Pretty much. Now, I think it was Professor Plum in the study with a <laughs> nightstick or something. Okay. We cut to some 80s aerobics. Yeah. At this point, yes. For no reason other Early than to have a bunch of chicks prance around in fucking really high socks and some leotards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the tight Leos and the, and the you know, the, 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 what are they calling the bloody leg warmers and all yeah. that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which at this point, quite frankly, it was a relief. <laughs> oh, it gave you a break from the stupid dialogue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. Nobody speaks, speaks for about two minutes in that scene. Yeah. And then we get that awful electronic sort of score. It's like, de, 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 de. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Hey, at least the choreography was tied in the aerobics. There's no way that no way they practiced that more than once. One of the aerobics girls goes downstairs, doesn't she? And is followed by the guy, and the and then she gets in the elevator. Yeah. She was going to and go to the toilet, though. In... I, I, yeah, that's another inexplicable. She's like, I really need to go to the toilet. And then she walks down 67 flights of stairs and 36 <laughs> corridors. Into the, into the frigging catacombs and walks around for 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, I just, can't hold for two minutes. I would have been no good. Dead set. Just pull in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's too far for a walk for a piss for me. I, I'm just popping one in the corner for sure. <laughs> 
But then you get then you get the rudimentary ju- jump scare of someone else coming through the door after old mate's clearly oh, yeah. following her the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And 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 quite frankly, jump scares are pretty loose too on that particular one. Well, she's because supposedly jump scared. You're just the like door oh, flies open. open. The, door. the door flies open, but she's not even there. She hasn't even reached the door, so it's not even a scare at all. Yeah. What I love though is she then packs her gear up, goes to the elevator. Gets in, old mate says, "Yeah, hold the elevator." He gets in. She can't see the gigantic chainsaw that he's got behind his back. Yeah, he's got some yeah. good wrist strength. He's just holding that one handed behind his back, and she actually calls yeah. him sir at that point, I think, too, which again na- narrows down the old fucking suspect list. I don't think she's calling. Yeah, well, that's Willard exactly sir. right. I think, I think now that that that's now that you mentioned that, that's where you pinpointed it. She called him sir, and it's like, well, okay, so you've just blown. Any any other suspect that you had because the two sirs that we've been introduced to are both mid fucking fifties or sixties. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, we know it's not it had to be Professor Brown honest. at that point or the dean, and I'm like, okay, so it's yeah. definitely the dean. And like you said, he's holding the chainsaw behind his back. So is it going at this point, or does he? No, 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 he gets no, in and fires man, it up in the if, thing when he presses the stop button. Could you see a cut scene where he's going? Woo, Bullet is nothing's happening. Oh, come on, you bastard. I'm like, give it some choke, mate. Give it some choke. (laughs) And she's just standing there going, what's going on? Interior decorating. It's taken on a whole new fucking. Yeah, uh, he chops her arms off, doesn't he? Yeah, Yeah. he gets pretty pretty well stuck. Yeah, he saws her arms off. And then when she's coming out, she's still alive, isn't she? Wait, wait, guys, (laughs) we've missed something really important. We've well, completely missed the flashback to, or not the flashback, but the cut scenes where it shows the whoever the fucking killer is like, very carefully and super slowly for no reason putting the jigsaw pieces together of the body part oh, that he's yeah. going to kill next. That's right. That was one of yeah, my main things. Right. I'm like, why is this prick so slow? It's like I'm going to yes, slowly yeah. reach into the box, pick up two pieces that are somehow together already, <laughs> And put them down. Look, it's an arm. That's the next piece I'm going to cut off. And then you get this scene. It's yeah. so spoon-fed, fucking stupid. It's not funny. I forgot about all that. Yeah, so that, that was one of my main I forgot about all those cuts because fucking... it comes up several times, doesn't it? it yeah, come, yeah, no, it's yeah, every yeah. single kill. He does this bit. He's like, yeah. oh, here, I'm going to cut off the – here's the midriff. Here's the vagina. Here's the legs. Like, here's the head. <laughs> every single bit that... that he puts together on the thing, and then it goes, yep, cut scene, and then you go bang back to it, and he does the kill. It's That's like, just pure Just petty. so you guys know, he's about to kill someone, <clears throat> and this time he's going to cut off her arm. So look for that. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> but once again, the police arrive, and so does Professor Brown. And one of the coppers says to him, where did you come from? The answer should have been the set of a 70 stick mill movie, <laughs> the way he's dressed and his nose bristling. And- <laughs> but he's allowed, mate, because we find out that he's uh, a homosexual gentleman. So he, he can dress how he wants, mate. It's, it's fair game for him. Is he? <laughs> you didn't miss that part, did you? I, I must have nodded off. That's, that's, why, that's why earlier on I was referencing why he was such a sharp dresser because you find, you find out later on that, that he's a, a homosexual. I think the dean actually tells uh, maybe Mary Riggs or maybe the reporter, I'm not too sure. Some, someone actually tells it in a bit of uh, exposition and that's why he's not keen on all the students having a crack at him. I thought you guys were across all this. We, no, we must have been laughing too hard. No, no. Missed okay, so that's, that, that, definitely, that, that, that's definitely what happens. He, he's, uh, he, he's not interested in girls at all, that bloke. Okay, so he's gay and we're 45 minutes in and we've just found out Sir. So essentially the mystery is gone. The mystery is gone. Yes, at blokes. that point, that's it. A billion yeah. percent, it's the Dean. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. For all your money. Spoiler alert for everyone who <laughs> possibly hasn't seen this. No, we already established no, no one's going to. No one's even going to listen to this podcast. They'll be like, what the fuck is Peasers? What are these pricks on about? And they'll listen to the first part. And they're like, right, it's a Mate, shit this movie. this has got a cult following Turn this movie. Off. I'm tipping this is going to be our highest rated episode. It's going to have about four listens. I'm yeah, tipping that your three it. listeners that you do have have all switched off. And you've lost them. So well played, dickheads, just to get me. Well, you, you, you were one of them, so you definitely switched off. No, I'll listen to this. Yeah, of course you will. Yeah. You'll listen back and keep stewing. You'll, you'll be looking to get just these pricks. Relive the nightmare. Yeah. I can see you sitting there behind your computer um, making faces like Bluto. And, you know, Eyeballing stuff. I'll send you, you a screenshot. What? <laughs> we then get we, we catch up back with Kendall Who's in the sack Of course With Summer Who he, he gets the shits I believe Because she's too loud Yeah Yeah She's enjoying she it too much Because he's such a talent <laughs> <laughs> This four foot said, seven bloke Is just Lighting up her life so much She yeah. can't possibly keep quiet And she says Oh no no Kendall You can gag me Yeah <laughs> You can gag me We keep going then Kendall oh. hops out of bed and we see his, we get to see his old fella. We get an appearance from his old fella. Yeah, the Kevin Bacon moment. Yeah, it's a Kevin Bacon moment, unsheathed, mind you. Oh, yeah. We've we've gone through the middle section. Hmm. We haven't seen much of Mary Riggs. No, except on the tennis court. It's not convincing. <laughs> so they, they wisely only showed that for a couple of couple. Of oh, mate, she, oh, she dismantled that, that uh, the college... Tennis star. She just dismantled that young girl. She had no no hope of it beating her whatsoever. What it I love about exactly. that tennis game is there's <laughs> everyone looking one way and two dickheads looking the other yes. way as the ball's getting hit. There's a couple of blokes that can't synchronise the left and right. <laughs> Even on the stupid ads about tennis, like left, right, left, everyone gets it right except for these two pricks. Yeah. Oh. This, but, but quite. It's not exactly, it's not exactly like you said, it's not a powerful serve and rush the net sort of tennis. <laughs> get it over the net. Just, just lob it and wait for the other idiot to not be able to run or hit the ball. Just quite. Quietly, just quietly though, is this possibly the worst game of tennis ever put worst. on the It's line? up there with Absolutely. the worst sports sequence in movie history. Yeah, totally. This is up there with all you, the, but... like the basketball scenes from like fucking Eddie and shit like that. Like it's just yeah. no one yeah, that's played tennis shot. Professional players. At least they had professional players there. What yeah. I they what, could have hit a jump shot if you asked them to. What I'm thinking is if you have got two inept tennis <laughs> tennis people get a in double a tennis scene. You know, you don't even shoot that scene. No, or yeah. just, just you don't say, have yeah, she's to a see tennis it. player. But or, or yeah. otherwise, get a double. Get someone that can play. Have them running, tennis. have them running off the court, shaking hands and toweling off. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all, all, oh, that's geez, all you do. You really, you really. Thanks a lot. You're an inspiration. You really destroyed me. Yeah, game set Bingo. match rigged. But then, there we go. Then oh, we don't sorry. get to see <laughs> the underhand serves and the really just vicious <laughs> forehands and uh, <laughs> no. Nah, so we're already starting to fix this movie. We could have made it better. Yeah, the vicious forehand. It looks like it's going. 500 metres in the air because she's hitting it up. Yeah, it's a midfield bomb. Her arm's like a wet noodle. She can't fucking hit anything. The fact she makes contact okay. with the ball is just luck at this point. There's, she's not a tennis pro. <laughs> she's playing with one of those jumbo bloody gimmick tennis rackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, she goes does a bit of snooping at that, that night, I believe, mm. and... Bluto, I think, is or, or Willard or whatever his name is, is walking around with a pair of guns. She is the yeah, middle of, of the night. He's still Obviously, working, mate. Fifteen bucks an hour will get you doing that. He, he yeah. puts in, mate. He puts in the hours. That bloke must be a good looking man. <laughs> Nobody mentions that 
He was let out of jail? No, that's just glossed over. They glossed they over. Know. They obviously didn't have any evidence, but that's never brought up. Did, even though he's not the murderer, he didn't get a charge for assaulting you <laughs> police for, for no reason. Just, he didn't get a charge for just looking like a weirdo either. <laughs> but she's stooping around. She comes across Bruce Lee. Ellie. Ellie. <laughs> He's the professor professor of karate? Yeah, well, that's a that's a common co- course in most curriculums. Yeah, Does exactly. Say, do you have a karate course? Oh, I'm sure they've got, if they I, don't have karate. I double major in karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He then proceeds to kick the shit out of her. <laughs> Just because she walked around the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kicks the shit out of her. Then falls over. <laughs> Grimacing and clutching his stomach. Yeah. Then proceeds to be. Kendall rocks up. <coughs> oh, are you alright? <coughs> uh, yeah, bad chop suey. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, yeah racial it joke. Wasn't well played. Enough. Yeah, it wasn't stupid enough. They've then thrown a racial gag in there. Yeah. Bad chop suey. Yeah, me, me so yeah, sorry. Bad chop suey. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Fuck, it was bad. Unbelievable, isn't it? But meanwhile, yeah, Kendall's come down from getting his getting his knob end uh, in up the, up the thing. The chick was so loud, he's looked out the window, seen his teacher, and then got on his motorbike, as you do. Yeah. Yeah, well, but he's got that many women to pleasure. He's only got a limited <laughs> amount of time with each. That's why he's left the, left the door area. Yeah, you, you, you would have noticed in that scene that he was looking at a, uh, his stopwatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got to go and I've got to get down here. I've got a chance with Mary Riggs. <laughs> Now, he leaves – they run into the reporter, I think, as well, don't they? Yeah, He's I think the, the, the reporter yeah. comes out that same – around that same area. They, they piss off and leave her, and that's when she's attacked on the waterbed. Yep. Now, yes. that sequence is pretty good in terms of, you know, the gore and everything. I really like that kill but, scene. That was interesting. And the, and the blood slopping around with the – I mean, the, the knife, yeah. and it's terrible, but the blood and the water mixing up, and it's just – yeah, it's actually pretty. But good. if, but if you watch closely as he goes to stab her in the back of the head, he automatically goes left. Yeah, well, the knife actually, yeah, the knife goes completely sideways, and they show a good one to two seconds of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just and then we balance. see the shot from the front. You cut before that, dude. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> no, 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 no. The editing was no better than the guys allegedly doing the work. Well, I think Bruce Lee might have done the chopping in the bloody editing room. Uh, too, he's too smacking the shit out of. That was a reference to bad chop suey. It's bad editing. Yeah. Oh, man. God almighty. Then he takes, Kendall takes Mary home and proceeds to try his hand. Yeah. Gives with a little bit lines. of, aren't you making some coffee? Question mark? <laughs> Good Maybe line. that'll get me in. Good line. The hot coffee like mod it. from Grand Theft Auto. That's what he's looking for. Yeah. Aren't you making some coffee? <laughs> she proceeds to say, nah. Not Listen, mate, it's two me. in the morning. No one drinks coffee yeah. at this time of the night. Piss off home. Yeah, I'm 45 and you're supposed to be 18. Yeah. So you're Plus, he's old. already used his wang that night. You know? He needs to reload, doesn't he? No, not, not, not Kendall, mate. He's a pants man. You missed that. <laughs> yeah, he would, have had, he would have had so much. He's got a Chinese, <laughs> he's got a Chinese burn by this point. <laughs> I believe he then turns around and runs into Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, wearing a face mask. Yeah, bro, that's it? all right. Oh, God. And then he goes, yeah! <laughs> then, then laughs and runs yeah. off. Ha-ha, <laughs> got you. I've been waiting for that one for ages. <laughs> yeah, I've been hiding in the Why? shadows for fucking three hours, you dildo. <laughs> Why was he waiting to get him? Like, there's no explanation. It's just, ha-ha, gotcha, and then he just runs off for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, now talk about wasting your time of a Saturday night. <laughs> well, we had nothing else to do. We already established that. Yeah, true. Now, they do have a game of tennis the next day as well, which is equally as bad. Yeah. But that, that one cuts away pretty fast. They realised their limitation yeah. <laughs> at this stage and decided, shit, we better get off this. The girl who plays against them goes into the, the showers, and that's where we see the uh, the, um, the pig, pig. carcass. Mm. She gets chainsawed in half. Yep. Again, that's probably one of the better kills. That actually looks reasonably good. Yeah, I was impressed with that bit. It's framed decently and everything, so you can't tell that it's a big carcass. <laughs> <laughs> the tennis pro stumbles across the body, and there's all this shit about uh, Willard not being able to turn off the... The music. The, the music yeah, yeah. that was going on. And then Willard shows up, not showing any sort of... Um, Hard feelings over being whacked over the head with a two by four by um by Steve Gutenberg. They're just <laughs> chummy as you know, chummy as can be. Oh, old pal, how you going? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, I deserve that. I was made of rubber anyway. <laughs> so One of my eyes was half shut. I deserve to be hit with a two by four. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I got see a beard. it coming because <laughs> I had a side eye going. I couldn't see the fucking thing coming at me. But that's when she comes out and delivers the classics, bastard. Bastard, pause, bastard. bastard. <laughs> yeah. We get a three, three goes. Obviously, uh, she was, as you said before, Gibbo, looking for that sort of. That was that Oscar. That was that was Oscar her. Uh, yeah, that was her Oscar reel. She's like, geez, I tell you what, if I put in in this scene, I could really get some nods here. And, and she, she screams puts everything and she shakes her fist and shit. Yeah. You kind of want to, you kind of want to hear like you know you wish you you could hear the director on the. On the track as well, so you could hear him sort of giving that. Okay, line. Yeah, yeah bastard. bastard. <laughs> okay, a little bit louder. Bastard. Okay, pause for five seconds. Bastard. I, I love watching, looking at, is it, is it Kendall that's in that scene Uncle with that one? He's just looking at her like, Jesus, fucking, are you serious? Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> Even he realises yeah. he's done some stupid shit throughout this movie. Yeah, you can tell he's, he's looking, looking at her. He's looking at her going, aren't you overdoing it a hell. bit? I feel like you're overdoing yeah, it. He's sitting there looking at it going, geez, at least I might still get an extra gig. You've just bloody ruined your career. Yeah, but but then but the look in her face is nailed it. <laughs> oh yeah, she's very chuffed. Very proud of herself. Of course. She's impressed. Kendall's been to every murder scene. Correct. Well, he's a consultant. <laughs> he's a consultant during the murders? Yeah, the, the bloody cops are off in the bar and they just Give him a give him a call and say, look, mate, we've got another body. You want to go check it out for us? No, but he also says, uh, one of the cops says, he's been at all these murder scenes, but one of the cops has the audacity to suggest that he might be the killer. No. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good kid. No, he's, he's a good kid. Leave him alone. He's clean, says the other cop. Now, we've seen him have sex with about four different birds, so he's certainly not clean in the <laughs> STD department. <laughs> he might be clean in, as far as being a suspect. But nah, he's got an STI. He might have been in the movie It Follows, Jared. He might have have been trying to get rid of the thing following him. Maybe that's why he's rooting so many chicks. Oh, mate, he got rid of it. (laughs) He got rid of it five minutes in. He'd already transferred it on. He'd done two or three more just to make sure his ass was covered. Now, they actually work out that it's the Dean by this point, don't they? Yeah. They figure it out. With that ridiculous bullshit about how they just sort of stumble across it. And then there's absolutely zero urgency to get to his place. No. They just It's like, oh fuck, it's the deed. Alright, come with me, kid. And he starts strolling. Even though we know that the tennis pro's already out there paralyzed by him. Mm. 
Hang on, we've, we've missed now, something else, guys. What have we missed? We, we missed the part where the police officially brought Kendall on as an operative, as a student. Right, yeah. Again, the, I the think meeting I might have nodded off. And yeah, and he starts, he, he rolls in and starts um, working on a rack full of files or something, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he brings him on. Yeah, just have a look at them. Just look over this for anything unusual. Yeah, but, and but in that same, say it, and then they then they ask him to keep an eye out for on on Mary, like oh yeah, you know, give us some backup at the thing. I, I'm understaffed. I need you to be our man on the ground. I'm understaffed. <laughs> you're an 18 year old college student. We don't even know what your major is. It's not even. <laughs> it, it can't be police work. No, but you know the other thing that happened. <clears throat> It's It's combined them It's karate and cock work That's about all he knows It's a new martial art where you fling your old fellow (laughs) (laughs) Or you damage with that It's commonly known as wacky (laughs) Um, But the other thing too is Once they decide to look into the Dean They they establish in about 5 minutes Oh yeah yeah When he was about 10 he killed his mother Yeah Oh no one looked into the back of any of these blokes Do we not do our due diligence and just say we better just check a few backgrounds because it seems like if you had, you would have found that seemingly sitting in someone's file and accessed it in about two minutes. No, but you need a special operative slash consultant to work that kind of shit. No, out. it was like when Not they made detectives. It was like the it was like when they made the phone call. The person on the other end's like, "Oh fuck yeah, that bloke, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." You well, might just work that out. He, he was under a fake name. That was his big shield, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. was he? Yeah, he had, a, he had a fake name, and then when they actually did any background, oh, hang on, no, he was actually this bloke who was, yeah. Jesus, Gibbo, you've, got, you've done, you know this movie better than we do. I only watched it once. Oh, yeah, what are you because blokes we been doing? Because we were laughing, and he was, he was so fired up, there wasn't a sound. There was just sort of... <laughs> yeah, anything that yeah, seemed Gibbo's like it could be any use head. was just uh, completely fucked off by you blokes, clearly, so... Okay, so they've worked it out that it's the Dean. The tennis pro's already over there. She's been drugged. Then the police get there. They're a little bit cheap, too cheap. They don't decide to pay for blood squibs. They use a paintball. Yes. <laughs> it hits you in the centre of the head. It's just like, it's like, it's not even red. It's kind of pink or... I don't uh, even think it's a paintball. I think someone filled a water bomb with red just food. Threw it at just threw it at him. <laughs> How many takes have we got for this one? We've got three takes. Don't fucking miss. <laughs> Can't afford any more water bombs. <laughs> Yeah, the budget stretched. The budget stretched with Bruce Lee, L.E. We, yeah, we had to pay him a mozza to come in for two minutes. Yeah, and Kendall's fucking leather pants. Yeah, yeah. And all well, the Kendall's wardrobe's cost Mary 50 Riggs. grand. Kendall's wardrobe was repurposed with the couch she was sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> now, we get two final sort of stings at the end of the movie. We get the Frankenstein corpse falling out of the wall. Yeah, when Kendall, I don't know what he's doing. I think he's probably looking for lubricant or something. Yeah, he's looking for his next victim of panting. <laughs> he's looking for another date. Ah, there's probably a chick in this closet. I'm going to give her one. She wants it bad. <laughs> he did. <laughs> that falls out and falls on him. Yeah, and that's supposed to be a sting, and of course that doesn't really work. But then we get the final sting. Do you want to take this one, Gibbo? Because I know this was. Oh, you were a little bit fired up after watching <laughs> this one too. No, nah, keep going. <laughs> the body comes alive and tears Kendall's dick off. Yeah. Have I got that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Out of out of nowhere, the out hand out reaches up, grabs his core, uh, grabs his cock, and just starts tearing his mouth. <laughs> <off. laughs> 
and then now, fade out. And that's the end of the movie. Well, Great job. Honestly, you can look at this two ways. Pure stupidity. Yep. Or no, that's a it. possible possible safe sex message that Kendall... Oh, it was a metaphor you know, for safe sex. It was that subs- was an STD was, corpse. Yes. It was a subtext, mate. There's oh. a subtext to it. Yeah, How did I not see it before? They actually put that much effort into it. Oh, I'm thinking they, they did. No, they didn't. Fuck me dead. What a load of shit. <laughs> there's, there's no mention of supernatural anything up until that point, and then all of a sudden the bunches of fucking body parts come to life and rip his dick off. No, no, look. I'm taking it as a safe sex message. If you sleep with unprotected, unprotected sex with random girls on campus, a Frankenstein-like woman will come to life and pull you. I'm taking out. it as um, I'm taking it as the writer thought every woman in the world wanted Kendall. So even though even death can't take <laughs> the women away. Yeah, his, his cock is so enticing. She's like, I'm dead, but I just want I that cock in my hand. I must have it <laughs> on its own. No, though. that powerful has brought women to life. He's in the vicinity of a chance. Jesus and she Christ. is. Dead or alive, going by his track record, she's a chance. I heard that girl screaming from in that closet. She was having a great time, and I want a piece of me some candy. Oh, man. Oh, that is the end of the movie. Thank fuck. <laughs> I was mad it was over because that was the shittest. Oh, no, nah, fuck it. Whatever. Third worst. It's the third worst movie ever. Third worst movie ever? Behind um, what was it? White buffalo and the white buffalo. Seriously, thing. Google the white buffalo. I want to have a look. I want to have a look on Rotten. I Tomatoes. want to watch it. I want to see if we can get Rotten Tomatoes. See if what white, white buffalo has even got a fucking. They need to start. In, they still need to start. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't cover, like the term Rotten Tomatoes doesn't cover how bad these particular movies are. So I think they need to start a new like offshoot website, just specifically for pieces of the white. Just buffalo. call it shit. <laughs> Do we know what pieces right. is rated? Oh, um, I I believe I looked it up. I think it's zero percent. You would be surprised at how many reviews there are of pieces on online. There's a lot, and oh, and I oh. think I think it's got that cult following as per the you know so bad it's good yeah type of thing. It's, Definitely, it's twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty two percent. people. Some people are giving it credit for for humour. Obviously, yes. I oh, see. I don't know. Twenty-two percent. What not about the white buffalo? Being very good. While, while we're here, what's the white buffalo at? Yeah, I'm, I'm onto it. Hang on a sec. Give me a second. The white... I bet you it's not on there. And the white buffalo will be on there. What's the '60s or '70s? Oh, I, I don't know. It was from like this is like well into my. Here we go. The white buffalo. It's 1977. Charles Bronson 77. and Jack Warden. You didn't have a 25 for mustaches alone. <laughs> the, white, the white buffaloes Bronson. are 20. 20 Ooh. pieces have got you covered. Look, does it sneak into action? Because we might have to, we might have to look at it. Just right on there. <laughs> Jesus. I think we'd be scraping at the bottom of the barrel, do, although I think do, we do might you want to hear what the, the tagline is for the movie? Mate, we've kicked the barrel aside and started digging <laughs> with shovels. Yeah, what's the tagline? The tagline is charging, roaring, breathing fire and hell, the white earthquake is here. You won't Jesus. believe your eyes. You've got me. I mean, <laughs> sold. That's there's, it. Sold. There's mate. actually a trailer on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Have a look at the that's trailer. Next, that's You're next week's episode. <clears throat> All right, let's take out a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what we're going to cover next episode. Have you heard the latest? They've just installed a waterbed in the training room. Have you ever been laid on a waterbed? The most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed at the same time. <sighs> that was... That's one of the best. That's one of my faves. It's a movie that <laughs> I can way? watch... 
Anytime. If you if you're gonna throw pieces on, I've got a, a bag, box of snackos and a bottle of coke, and I'm sitting yeah. there. Look, I've seen it. I can't remember whether it's two or three times now. And both times I was in hysterics. So I'm losing respect for both. I probably. Would. <laughs> it's like it's like sitting down to watch um, Houseboat Horror. Houseboat Horror, yeah, exactly. We'll have to put you through that one next, Gibbo. I'm not doing that. He's gonna get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's Australian. It's you know you support your bloody support, support your, your local local um local movie. Uh, okay, we'll do, let's do Wolf Creek then. I'll do Wolf Creek. That's a good Australian horror. Yeah, actually, that is good. No, no. Look, sorry, Gibbo. I think that you should pick the next one, but it's got to be a horror flick. Yeah, I'm on board with that. So yep. you pick us a horror flick because you're obviously unhappy with what we chose. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is. Like I said, no, no one's even listened to this shit. We could say whatever we want right now. I, I could start making racial threats. I could do whatever I want and no one's listening. There's been enough racism in this episode with bad chop suey <laughs> <No, that's true. laughs> And Bruce Ree. Bruce, Bruce Lee, mate. He's, he had a He had a career ahead of him. If only Lee Bruce was in it, though. I was a big fan of his. Well, Chick Norris, too. <laughs> Chick, Chick Norris. Chick Norris. <laughs> okay, next episode. Now, we, we put it out there a couple of episodes ago that it was a toss of a coin between Silent Rage and The Glimmer Man. Silent Rage won the, won the day, so we had to sit through that. So well, it I didn't win anything. We literally <laughs> and it came up Silent Rage. Can I just so... say, after listening to you blokes' uh, podcast about Silent Rage, I'm just desperate to go and watch it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I it's just want to see Chuck Norris <laughs> in the, the post-coitus scenes. It's got to be oh, fucking hilarious. Oh, brilliant. Get on that, mate. It's on iTunes. Three ninety nine. Don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I heard you made a permanent buy it, purchase. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got Cobra on the uh, on the rotation for when I'm on leave. I think. Ah, uh, Marion Cabretti. What a champ! Oh, champion. So next episode, we're going to cover the loser of that <laughs> of the uh, coin toss. Stephen Seagal's the Glimmer Man. Mate, there's mm. no there's no losers there. <laughs> no, <laughs> there are no losers. What there. a pile of shit that is. I, I, I've told Jared that Seagal gives a performance, so I'm hoping that um, he's he's going to sort of see you, possibly what the, the best of Seagal's got to offer. I'm just you you are just going to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> You've got your work cut out for you. I be, I disagree. Also, we might need to uh, we, we we better get sorted out because Creed. Ah, out very soon. And yes, in the lead up to Creed, get excited. I'm we're excited. Do a Rocky Roundtable. Hey. Yes. Now, now we're talking. Ev- everyone's got Netflix, so all the Rockies are on there. Yeah, I've got the box, mate. You've got the box. I got a bloody Italian stallion robe, free with that thing. I tell you, you what, still got I will not be yeah, watching still any got of it because I know I'm all off by heart. So you can round. Okay, okay. Watch any of them. So Gibbo's, Gibbo's definitely in for the roundtable. Oh, please. We're, we'll we'll have to work that out um, after we're done here. But look. We'd like to thank everyone who's downloading our episodes. Gibbo, thanks for doing that, mate. I know you're not happy. I'm not. And it's possibly one of the, the 90 minutes, the worst 90 minutes you've ever gone through. Well, if only yeah, I could have put you it. on a double bill. Uh, you know what? The, with the, the, the best part about it buffalo. wasn't as long as Jupiter Ascending. True. Yeah. True. And it, was, it didn't cost as money. Shit, it was probably 80. Yeah, if you're honest, it was probably 80. If you're taking out all the bloody, you know, all the credits and all that sort of stuff, it was probably pretty short. So, but yeah, thanks for thanks for being on this episode with us, Gibbo. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. having you on. No worries. And <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. Anyway. Next time, <laughs> <laughs> next time, obviously we will get you to pick a pick a horror for us. When was the last time you guys did a podcast about a, a movie that was even below above average? 
Every single one of them. <laughs> no, see, I'm, th- I'm thinking back. I can't. Oh, it's a fair way back now. I'm thinking it's got to be a get back to the Die Hard series, doesn't it? The thrill hey, on a second. It's basically the Black Label. What about Prom Night? Yeah, what about Prom Night? <laughs> no, pro- what about Predator 2 and Predators? We did that not long ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So that's we the also did reason. Cobra. Okay, yeah. You love Cobra, don't you? No. <laughs> All right, we better call it a day. <laughs> Glimmer Man next episode. Then we'll have Gibbo back on with his choice. Yeah. So we'll be a little better spirits than he is. Hopefully, will be. But for everyone out there, keep downloading our stuff. Get in contact with us if you can. Our email address is thrillme at iinet.net.au. And until then, we'll catch you later. Cheers. See you guys. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.